0: Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Sally Serves It Up podcast. I think that I said that last week was episode 33 when it was episode 32, but we are at episode 33 this week. Your weekly dose of coaching and using your mind to create the outcomes you want in both mind and body. We just got back from our trip to Northumberland and I feel like after any trip I've been on kind of recently, I wanted to come back like working for their local tourist board. It was so great up there. Properly good, like foodie food, which I wasn't expecting. Castles and sandy beaches that the kids just loved. Um and just incredible nature and space and it was just everything i wanted it to be so i highly recommend northumberland um and we stayed in a place called sea houses which is just like a little seaside town and it was just cool and fun and an adventure and i feel like we created some memories um today i want to talk to you about something that is just underpins every Single thing <laughs> that I talk about on this podcast. And that's thought work and the thought model and how it's the missing piece to your weight loss and fat loss goals. And first of all, I just want to clarify that sometimes I talk about weight loss and sometimes I'll say fat loss. And the difference is that fat loss means you aren't losing muscle mass in the process, whereas fat loss kind of by definition, includes that you might lose some muscle. And this can be like a bit of a pedantic thing that personal trainers focus on or people, you know, we don't want the emphasis to be on this is what we weigh and the number too much. But I just want to emphasize that we want you to be focusing on losing fat whilst maintaining muscle mass. And that's when taking measurements of your body can be so helpful to monitor progress alongside getting on the scales, like from week to week. Um, a little note on the scales that I've been kind of pondering, and I'm probably going to do a whole podcast on this is I used to be pro daily weighing. and it's not necessary that I'm anti it, but I still, you know, I still think it has a place. And it can be symbolic of the love you can have for yourself, overcoming the dread of seeing the number every time, you know, like when you've been trying to lose weight or when you don't want to step on them because you just don't want to see that number. Like moving through that, making it so that the number is neutral and factual, all of that is good, helpful um, work that will move the needle in your journey, but ultimately getting to a place where the number doesn't maintain your results, your habits do. That's what I want for you. You don't want the number on the scales to really dictate kind of what you do. You want your habits to make you feel good, to create results that you like. And that can include, as one of the things, the number on the scales. So you could essentially go weeks without weighing and nothing is going to change or happen. That's, that's the goal. That's freedom. Um, and that means that things are really ingrained in you. So anyway, those are my two little things that I've been wanting to kind of say. Um, But back to fat loss, weight loss, and using thought work. So thought work means using the power of your mind to create the results you want. And that can sound woo and ambiguous. And I'm going to try and just break it down to be as helpful, realistic, tangible as possible. It's about understanding the way your thoughts create your feelings. And it's those feelings which drive all of the actions you take. Those actions, that set of actions that you take and the things that you don't do or the things that you do in in response to the emotion that you're feeling will create the results that you have. The way that I was taught in my coaching certification is to use something called the thought model which is a really fantastic tool that breaks things down in a simple way that genuinely changed my life. It worked so well for me and I want you to know about it because it could work well for you. The model has, the thought model has five parts. So you've got your circumstance, which is the neutral facts of the situation. So I want you to think of a piece of paper, line number one, circumstance, And it's the neutral facts of the situation. You're like, what is going on? No adjectives, no no thoughts. It's very easy to think that your thought is a fact because it's so ingrained or it seems sort of obvious to you. But a neutral circumstance is something that every single person in the world basically would agree on as the facts. And then you have your thoughts or beliefs about it. The difference between a thought and a belief is just a belief is a thought that you've you've thought over and over again. Um, Like it's become a belief, it's become part of you. And your thoughts, what you are thinking, what you are believing is what creates your emotions. It will create certain emotions, which are a feeling, and they create a vibration in your body, And the way to think about this is like how you think something is wrong, maybe, about, you know, the circumstances are whatever, something's going on, and you think something's wrong, and you feel dread. And when you feel dread, there's that feeling in the pit of your stomach. That feeling within you will drive you to take action, like to make whatever is wrong, right, or make yourself safe, or whatever it is. You do something about the feeling in response to the feeling, which was caused by the thought about the circumstance you're in. And that action creates your result. And your result can be a few things. It can prove the thought true in one way or another. It can mirror the thought, like when you think someone's judging you, you often end up judging them. But it's basically a unique result that comes from the unique action that you have taken. It's the outcomes you have in your life, the experience you have created and what you're kind of left with, what you might say, like, these are my takeaways. This ultimately means that what we think, what we believe about whatever it is creates the results that we have. And our thoughts, what we think, what we believe are available to change. They can grow and flex and evolve and become completely different. And this is super basic, but I'm just going to go there. I like a way to to kind of understand this concept. Um, I'm not saying you don't, but a way to understand it is like, you could love your husband. You could think he's so great in like, that you're super happy and everything is hunky dory. And then you find out he's having an affair and living a double life. And your thoughts about him completely change on a dime, like dr- drastically. And that's a basic example, but it's just to show you that your thoughts can change. And even stuff that you believe so hard and so firmly can change. And while you can't change the circumstances you're in, you can be intentional and deliberate about your thoughts and you can change and evolve them. And thought work is about changing or evolving, growing your current thoughts to be deliberate And intentional so that they create results that you want, so that you have the outcomes in your life that you want. And it's so that you can take control and feel in control of what the hell is going on. And when you do this work in this way, you don't feel at the effect of things, you feel in control, and that you know and you believe every inch of you that it doesn't matter what happens because you know the only thing you can control is you and you know how to do that with thought work so i'm going to explain on a simple level how to do that with weight loss and how to use the thought model to help you and this podcast could be a series for you know like 10 series maybe it will become that i don't know but i'm just saying this is not even scratching the surface this is super top line information um but i'm going to give you enough that i think you can go off and start trying it for yourself and i encourage you to do it because this is the missing piece to it all my clients who really start doing models start thinking about their thoughts what their thoughts make them feel and what their feelings are and how they drive their actions what those actions are just breaking it down those are the clients that see quicker, faster, sort of more robust results. And it's okay, whatever way you do it, but this is how I am suggesting you give it a go. So take a piece of paper and split it into two, like do a line down the middle. And on the left, you write your unintentional thought model. And by unintentional, I mean, it's thoughts that's ha- that are happening as default in your life, because of sort of conscious, subconscious beliefs that are creating your current results. And you write five lines. So you've got your circumstance line, your thought line. So you go circumstance, new line, thought, new line, feeling, new line, actions, new line, result. It's a five line thing. So an example would be in your circumstance line, you would pick your current weight and body image. And your thought might say, this isn't good enough. I'm not good enough. So you've put whatever amount of weight in pounds or kilos or stones, and you've just written the concept of your body image, like your identity, but you've not written anything about it. You're just looking at your current weight. And your thought about it is, this isn't good enough. I'm not good enough. And when you close your eyes and you tap into your body, that makes you feel shame. And that shame will drive you to search for diets and solutions. It will drive you to keep trying quick fixes, quick fixes, buffer away shame with food or alcohol. You will be inconsistent with food, alcohol and movement. You've got that stop-start mentality. Because you're thinking it's not good enough. You want to find a solution, but also you can't, you hate the feeling that shame makes you feel and you just want that to go away. And you've previously done that with alcohol and food. You don't make a realistic plan. You believe that your worth is connected to your weight and you think urges mean something is wrong. And that's just a, you know, a guess. Of what would happen when you are thinking about your current weight and you're thinking this isn't good enough, I'm not good enough, and you feel shame, and you do all of these things, the result of those things is that you maintain the same weight and body image. Or even worse, is you sort of create evidence for why it's just even worse, like you make it worse than what it actually is. And that will create so much awareness. On the other side of the paper, you write intentional thought model. And in the circumstance line, you put your current weight and your thought is, I am good enough and I am capable of creating the change I desire. Your feeling when you are thinking that and you are believing it and you are really focusing on it and just believing it. I am good enough, and I am capable of creating the change I desire. And you feel committed. You feel focused. From those emotions, you make a realistic food protocol that you plan for and show up for daily. You learn from mistakes. You don't quit when they happen. You believe in your capacity to change. You manage and process urges rather than making them mean something is wrong. You stop eating when you're not hungry. You stop over-drinking as a solution or a habit. You stop eating when you've had enough. You do daily thought work. You trust the process. You trust that it takes time. You don't attach time limits to your results. You just stay the course. And you process and feel negative emotions without buffering or thinking that anything is wrong. And the result of all of that of all of that action, all of the things that you are doing and all the things that you aren't doing because you feel committed and focused, believing I am good enough and I am capable of creating the change I desire. The result of that action is that you lose weight and create what you want. And this is a kind of basic example. But when you can get really clear on what's unintentionally happening for you, and understand what you truly think about your current circumstances, your current weight, and, the res- and like think about your body and the results you are creating. And you can find an intentional belief that resonates with you and creates a feeling that will lead you to take the action you want. You can start bridging the gap between these two thought models. Because you can't just switch overnight from the unintentional one to the intentional one bridging the gap means taking that new intentional thought that you've got clear on and breaking it down into really believable statements that will serve you day by day and i like by that i mean you make your daily food plan in the mo- in the morning which is what i suggest everyone does and I get my clients to write down one thing they're going to focus on for the day and why. And this is when you can remind yourself of that bridge thought. So by that, I mean, say you're going to focus on not snacking today. You write your plan, I'm going to focus on not snacking. And, I, and then you ask yourself, why are you going to do that? And it comes down to something like, it's possible I can follow my plan, override urges and create the outcomes I want today. That is a bridge thought towards the intentional thought that we talked about. Because I really believe in that thought. It is possible that I can follow my plan today. It is possible that I can override my urges just for this day ahead of me, not for the, next, for the rest of my life. I don't need to worry about that. I just focus on this day. And therefore I will create the outcome that I want, which is to feel proud and accomplished tomorrow morning and to continue and feel focused and committed and ready to carry on. I can believe that thought every single day. And it's about kind of breaking it down, speaking to what your unintentional, probably unhelpful thoughts might be and which could hold you back and reminding yourself for the next 24 hours what to think. You get through that day. It works. You keep reminding yourself that it's possible. And then you create evidence that it actually is. And then you believe in it all just that bit more. And the bridge thought begins to evolve into something that looks a little bit more like that final intentional thought. And it becomes, I know I can follow my plan and create what I want. Or I'm learning that my worthiness and value is not attached to my weight. I can believe that I'm enough today this week right now in this moment it's completely up to you to adapt because you know it's it's obviously completely unique um but doing a thought model for how these thoughts make you feel and the action they'll lead you to take and the results that 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 all that action creates takes probably 5 minutes max and completely changes the outcome of your day when you see it written down when you are Telling your brain when you are understanding, this is my thought. Do I even really want to believe that? This is how it makes me feel. And this is what it leads me to do. This is what the hell it's creating in my life. I don't want that anymore. This is what I do want. This is the action I do want to take. Even just doing that is so helpful, let alone going through the process of checking in every day and creating rich thoughts. So you cannot underestimate how essential this is. It is part of shifting your identity. It is part of shifting your beliefs. It's part of understanding who you are and what you think about food and alcohol and evolving it so that you become the person that you want to become around food and alcohol. You cannot change your actions without looking at your thoughts. If you're trying to change your actions, and by that, I mean, just like lose some weight, follow a follow a diet plan, do something that that Gwyneth has said, like the exercise plan, anything. And you don't do thought work. You will just be white knuckling it and using willpower, which is a finite source and it runs out. And that is why there is an epidemic of people who weigh more than they want to weigh, who are constantly stopping and starting diets and who feel so frustrated with the diet and with their industry And with their bodies, they don't trust themselves because they haven't looked at this missing piece. This is the missing piece to creating sustainable, lasting change. And that is why I am so obsessed with it because I know, I speak from experience, that it completely changed my life. And the results are so profound. Because willpower ran out. By the time I got, you know, I was at 34, 35, 34. I was just like, Scrambling around trying to lose this baby weight and COVID weight. And it's just like nothing was working. Nothing was sticking. I got zero momentum. And I think I had just used up all of my diet willpower. And then I found a solution which helped me lose the weight I thought I wanted to lose and more and keep it off. And it blew my mind. So that's why I'm here because I want more women to feel better and to achieve what they want and to not have to diet to do it or restrict themselves. It's really important. Now, this is something I really want you to hear me on, that you have compassion for your unintentional thought model. So it's sort of thinking like, of course you think this way. Of course you picked up these thoughts that tie your worth with your weight. Of course you don't think you're good enough. You know, you think of something maybe a parent said to you, someone at school, a friend, things and, and coping mechanisms that you've picked up as you grew up and as you got older and you know into whatever age, of course you feel how you feel now. Of course you use food and alcohol as a solution to feeling better in one way or another. Just normalize it and be kind to yourself for that. Be kind and gentle with yourself about doing this work and trying to change your thoughts because if you add on a whole layer of unhelpful judging like, oh, for fuck's sake, why do I think that? Why do I give myself such a hard time? Why do I have such low self-worth? Why don't I believe that I'm good enough just as I am? All of that, you are just compounding your suffering. It reminds me of like packing in a sandcastle. It's like, you're just adding to it and packing it and it's just so unproductive and it will just take you further. So from where you wanna be. So I just really encourage you just to be like, this is how I feel, and it's okay. This is what's going on for me, and it's fine. There's a lot more that I could say about this, but I wanted to share this simple exercise that you could try out because it's enough to get you started. It it's absolutely what I did when I started all this work. I was listening to podcasts and I was doing thought models and practicing and seeing what happened, and just understanding that it was my thoughts that were creating my results. It wasn't my body. It wasn't my situation that I lived in. It wasn't my external stresses of my life. It was me and my thoughts about those things that were creating my results. And I'm willing to take full responsibility for that, not give myself a hard time. I'm just like, yes, okay. That means I can change it because our thoughts are available for evolution and growth and to help us, to support us, to become the best version of ourselves. Your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings drive your actions. They drive all of the things that we do and don't do in our lives. And this is how you can take all of this into your hands and make it a lot more tangible and systematic and feel like you're taking back your control and increase the possibility in your life. So much is possible. And some people will say anything is possible, but I think that disregards, you know, a lot of realistic stuff. I'm just saying that so much is possible when you're willing to look inward at your thoughts and take full responsibility for them. And it will take time to evolve who you are and to do this work, and to find thoughts that you believe and to move through failure and keep falling forwards, but it's what sticks. It's how your brain works. It's your foundations. Think of thought work as, okay, I want these results. I want to be taking this action. What are the building blocks to create that? It's not just about doing the stuff. It's about believing in like the person that you want to become. And believing in yourself now in order to take that action, because that action can only be taken when you are feeling a certain way. If you are trying to use willpower, you will end up stopping. And I think that sometimes we do this because we think we're thinking we're not good enough. And we're just like, oh, I've just got to, I've just got to do this diet, then I'll feel good. Because we do anything in our life for how we want to feel. We want the emotion of it. And if we can just really break things down, understand things on a unique person-to-person basis, based on your unique experience of your life, like your unique habits, the way that you think about food, the way that you might think about alcohol, and you just really drill down into that and understand what it is that you really want and make sure that, that what you really want, stay with a weight loss goal, also can align with the values that you have. So I don't want to weigh less because I believe that weight is everything. It's about thinking, I want to weigh this weight because it represents me taking care of myself and prioritizing myself and self-care and all of that. It's a totally different value set and alignment. So as you begin to do this work, just take your time with it. And please message me. Like I would so love to hear from you. I always get my clients. I encourage my clients to send me um, their thought models, but this is such a good place to, especially I think if you're a visual person, I'm very visual. So just seeing it written down in these five lines. I mean, often the action line takes more than one line, but seeing circumstance through to thought, through to feeling, through to actions, through to results and being like, okay, this is what's going on now this is what I want to go on in my future. So this is what I need to think now in order to create it in my future. And this is when you start using your future self, which I've spoken about before, and tapping into her asking for her wisdom, and using those thoughts like, I'm a naturally slim person, what would a naturally slim person do? I'm someone who doesn't overcompensate with food, I am someone who um, doesn't use food as a way to buffer away my negative emotion. I'm someone who fuels myself properly. And you just start asking yourself every single day when you have urges to go off of that plan. That plan is such an important anchor point. You keep asking yourself, what would would my future self do who's already achieved the goal that I have? And if you need help with doing this, please don't hesitate to get in touch because it's not easy work. Yeah, it's quite simple, I would say, but I don't think it's necessarily easy. It's hard. And if you want support in doing this in a very structured way um, so that you can just stop dieting and stop the mind chatter and debate about your body, about food, about alcohol, weight loss, and you just want to create, find, you know, you just want to find your natural weight and you want to feel peace and ease and freedom around food, alcohol, your weight, your body, please check out my one-to-one coaching program. I do it one-to-one because I just want to give all women the chance to really create what it is they uniquely want. And with weekly coaching, you show yourself that you can trust yourself, that you can be accountable to yourself, that you can use thought work to support you, that you can shift your identity as we start to poke holes in the story that might be keeping you stuck. So please visit sallywebstercoaching.com to find out more. But otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful week, my friends. Please be kind to yourselves and take care of you. I'll see you soon. Bye.